From Holy Family HTX, an Episcopal church for people without a church, this is the Holy Family Podcast, a collection of ideas about leading a Jesus-centered life. We clearly explore the church's understandings while bringing our own questions, curiosities, and doubts, and we never demand fake agreement. Theological exploration is just better that way. So, let's take a moment of silence as we get ready to contemplate today's ideas. Did you know that Easter is a 50-day feast? In the same way that Christmas is actually a 12-day feast in the church, and most of us only kind of celebrate day one, that's even more pronounced at Easter. The church says, look, if we're going to be in the desert of Lent for 40 days, we better celebrate the promised land of resurrection for 50 Last Sunday's Easter sermon was a bizarre one from Jesus. Don't hold on to me. Today's Easter Sunday sermon wonders if God has a body. John's gospel is always throwing back to Genesis. If Genesis is about creation, John's book is about new creation. And the Easter surprise of the new creation is that God hangs out with us, befriends us in the body of Christ, Jesus. The body of Christ in this Easter story is really present with Jesus's friends at the site of their fear. They're under attack. They've lost their leader and they're really trying to keep a very low profile. I wonder if you know how it feels to try to remain totally out of sight. The doors are locked, and Jesus comes to comfort them with a strange kind of body that is able to move through a locked door. Jesus, the body of Christ, inhabits this location and proclaims one message. Peace be with you. The disciples see Jesus, but they wonder, is this just a specter that has come to haunt us or harass us? And Jesus says, ghosts don't have bodies. Come on. Touch for yourself. Now, there's lots of paintings that show like Thomas actually walking up and touching, but the text itself never says that he actually gets up to the touching. You might be shocked to discover just how real God's presence is in this body. And so Jesus offers the body, his hands and his feet. See it. Touch it. And then Jesus breathes on them. In the new creation, just like God breathed the Spirit 
onto the humans in the Genesis creation story. And then Jesus gives them an assignment. Remember last Sunday when Jesus gave Mary an assignment? She said, oh, let's stay here. And Jesus says, don't hold on to me. I'm on the move. You need to go preach. So Jesus breathes on the disciples here and gives them an assignment. The disciples wonder, does God have a body? And Jesus comes embodied, breathes life on them, and makes them a body. That's why we call the church the body of Christ. So consider this story a second time as a story about the church, you, the body of Christ, really being present with the world. I won't even waste your time giving the latest litany of all the ways that the world continues to hunker down behind locked doors at the sights of fear, evil, injustice, oppression, these are places where the body of Christ, you, the church, can come alongside with a simple message, peace. Now, if the world needs a God, it is not a God who is far away and detached. The world wonders if God has a body. I wonder if you have considered all of the ways in which you are the way that the world will encounter, touch, and be touched by the body of God as the body of Christ. The world sees the church and they wonder, yeah, but is, is this all just another illusion? That at any moment it's going to be revealed that Y'all are just in cahoots with the same powers of death like everybody else is. Uh, in love, that's up to you to decide how that question gets answered. That's not somebody else to answer. That's balls in your court. It is on you, the church, to say to the world, well, we know that illusions don't have bodies. So come touch for yourself. You might be shocked at just how real God's presence is in this body. Easter is about you, the church, being the body of Christ to a world wondering if God might have a body. And your most profound response to this query is when you all gather at this altar and you pray that that same life-giving spirit would descend upon bread to become the body of Christ in the Eucharist, the communion. So consider this story a final time as a story about the Eucharist, the body of Christ. This communion table, this huge altar, <laughs> that hosts the body of Christ, it breaks in upon you and upon me and upon the world. It breaks in upon us all at the sights of all of the fears 
that grip us. After hearing once again the message of peace, we were not given simply stories about Jesus to retell. We were given the body of Christ, the bread from heaven. Now, when we come to this altar and a communion minister holds up the bread to your eyes, we wonder, <laughs> is this, isn't this just like a, this is a, this is a metaphor, yeah? This is a symbol. This has got to be a symbol to simply help us remember that Jesus was really present with some other people a long time ago, right? But the Eucharist says to us, metaphors don't have bodies. Come touch for yourself. Come taste for yourself. You might be shocked at just how real God's presence is in this body. Now, this is why Jacob of Sarug, a 5th century Syrian poet, liked to imagine that all of the, the souls of the departed, they would just, they love to hang around church altars. Because the consecrated bread and wine of the Eucharist, the post-resurrection body of Christ, this was the closest they were able to get until the coming resurrection to getting their bodies back. Jesus, the body of Christ, breathed life onto you, the body of Christ. And every Sunday, we stand right here and we receive the body of Christ. Does God have a body? Easter takes that as a dare. find more resources to help you lead a Jesus-centered life at holyfamilyhtx.org. Again, it's holyfamilyhtx.org.